0: This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard.
2: Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, where we can peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. we we'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie! What's in your
0: mind?
1: yeah you see i would have been here sooner um but uh Mrs. is me made a wonderful dinner mm. right a little inside baseball recording friday night uh february 24th 8, 20 p.m this is me made a, a lovely dinner and uh we are having dinner and uh during the day i uh you know, before dinner, like this afternoon, I had a, a, this drink called kombucha, which is a, uh, like a probiotic tea. It's delicious. It's, it's great for your gut health, but, uh, we finished dinner. I was like, Hey hon, I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to go do the podcast. And halfway up the steps, my, uh, my butt said, the fuck you are. <laughs> and, uh, Thanks to kombucha, I, uh, I I was delayed making this podcast because uh, I had to make a, a pit stop. So
2: I feel like the last thing you need is something to help clear and cleanse the colon region. Yeah, because I feel like it does it. I mean, not I. I can't, kombucha sounds great. I've never had it, but I just Spot. feel like like that could potentially exacerbate existing, you know, yeah. fart slash poop issues
1: Yeah, it's, it's like one of those it was like you know, like one of those life reaffirming poops and I was just like oh man <laughs> I, I great, great about life Just like, <laughs> everything was just just better
2: just seeing God sitting on the toilet just, ta- just having I, a blast
1: chatting with my dead grandparents just,
2: <laughs> um, oh my god for,
1: Asking for lottery numbers, you know.
2: <laughs> I had one of those moments last night where I was laying in bed. It was probably like, I don't know, three or four o'clock in the morning. I had to go to my or I had to go to my uh, shoot job early, do uh, do some a dish, catch, do, play some catch-up work. And uh, I woke up and I was like, fuck, I'm having the, like the worst anxiety. You ever just like, you ever get like, wake up and you wake up, like I wake up weird sometimes and then I just get like totally anxious and I'm all fucking wigged out and I'm like, God, I can't sit still and, said to Courtney, I was like, come here, just, you know, come lay next to me so I can try to, like, calm the fuck down here a little bit. And I let out the loudest fart. <laughs> like, it was a bed-rumbling, like, low bass. Like, it was, like, less clay pool on the bass. Yeah. And it was... Mud. <laughs> and she just, Courtney just let out this... <sighs> it rolled over. Like the most depressed exhale I've ever heard in my entire life, man. Just not but thrilled, not not happy.
1: That was such a betrayal of trust on your part. I mean,
2: I mean to be fair, yes, but also I didn't know.
1: It's it's like you know when you go, hey, do you smell popcorn? Just to make people smell your fart, you know, you let out a silent fart and you go, hey guys, you smell popcorn. Everybody goes. Oh, no. <laughs> My oldest will do that shit to me. He'll go,
2: Dad, like, what's, up? what's up, bud? I'll come over. He's like, do you smell that? I'm like, no. And he just gives me the, the big eyes. He's like, that's the smell of nature. I'm like, where did you learn this from? Is this your mother? Is your mother doing this shit to you? It's ridiculous, man. Good to see you, yeah. sir. Good to see you as we're chatting about our, our bowels and our, our colons and, and whatnot. Uh, another mm. exciting episode here ahead of us.
1: How are you? Yeah. Oh. Uh, good. Hey. A uh, quick shout out to my boy, Nick Clark, who, uh, South Philly guy, South Philly boy, South Philly artist. He, uh, listens every week and he, uh, hit me up to, um, tell me like the things, he, you know, he love he'll, he'll shoot me a text. Ah, oh, dude, I love when these guys talk this and other thing, but, uh, Nick does amazing artwork and, uh, he's doing an eight by 10 for me. Uh, <laughs> Actually, you saw his work at, uh, icons. <clears throat> he made the, uh, those, uh, the two photos of me. One was really cool. It was blue meanie with the speech bubble.
2: Yes. Yes. Those just, are great.
1: I, I, I the speech bubble. Yeah. That was kind of cool. That's his artwork. Uh, so if you, you know, you want to check out his artwork, he's a very wrestling friendly. Go to Nick Clark art on Instagram. That's at Nick Clark art on instagram he's a good dude we uh we throw some beers back at mccusker's you know because mccusker's is basically like it just attracts like people from all all forms of like art like whether you're a musician or drawing or uh one guy comes in he he works on movie sets you know uh yeah, so all kind of types. Good, you know, I'm the wrestler, I guess, you know, so yeah, uh, yeah, shout out to Nick Clark. He uh, he made my day. He's like, Hey, two things about what you guys talked about last week, and uh, it, you know, it, it means a lot to somebody, you know, because you do the show, we've been doing the show for a while now. We're up, yeah. this is 153, 153, uh, and uh, you go, Man, who's listening? You know, or is it, is it just us in the pod squad, you know, here, but then, you know, people give you feedback and it's just like speaking of reaffirming, you know, it's, it, it definitely reaffirms the fact that we're actually doing something. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, I met, I meet people at, uh, conventions, there's a dude who, uh, I see all the time at icons. So he's like, dude, Monday morning, your, your show. And I'm like, oh man, that's so cool. Yeah. So, it's cool to get the feedback. And, um, but you know. Nick's a good dude. He's a he's in my circle and uh you know, he reached out the the thing. So I want to give some love back. So if you want to see some cool wrestling related art, go to at Nick Clark art on Instagram. He's he's very talented.
2: And for the members of the pod squad that can see this, and by the way, you can go and sign up right now at patreon.com slash mind of the media and sign up and see us record the show either at night or in the morning ad free yeah. and early, but here it is right here. You can actually see it. Um, let me get it a little bit lighter. Let me pull it back a little bit. Can you see it? It's hard to see on my phone cause I'm a shithead,
1: but for well, right your, uh, you got that yeah. ring. Going. Yeah.
2: yeah, I got the ring, the ring gimmick now, but anyway, I'll share this to the mind of the meanie site. It's super cool. Um, people yeah. really liked it at icons. People were really enjoying it and you know, leaving all the notes inside of there. It was pretty, pretty sweet. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, just threw him a follow, but Listen, I get stuff like that all the time. Like I, you know, this has been like arguably one of my favorite creative endeavors of my life. Like this is just oh. such an, it's just, this is fun for me to do. I look forward to this every week. I typically plan my weekends around our recording as well. Cause I'm like, I like, look, I got to record with meeting, you know? Um, And I get people all the time messaging me or tweeting at me, sending me direct messages, you know, outside of the ones are like, you're a prick, you know, fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. But they're like, hey, man, we really like, you know, I love your show. That guy, Nate Smythe, friend of the show, he messaged me. He's like every, every Monday morning I listen to the show and and I, you know, it's part of my routine and it's cool, man. It's cool to know that like people are really digging the show and they're enjoying it and it's, it's just cool to know it's fun. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I definitely appreciate it. You know, uh, cause going into this thing, it's like people, you know, you know, before the pandemic and all that stuff, people were like, always like, man, you you should do a podcast, you know, cause I would just tell stories out in the wild, you know, whether at the bar or at conventions or, you know, doing live Q and A's and people are like, you need to do something like a podcast. But I always felt like, I mean, there's a lot of podcasts out there, you know, be fighting for a lot of real estate. Yeah. And, um, you know, eventually I was like, yeah, you know, I did a poll once. I was like, oh, should I do a podcast? And then overwhelmingly it was like, yeah. So I was like, oh man. <laughs> now
2: I got to do it. Yep.
1: Yeah. But then also I, I heard, you know, guys like uh, Headbanger Mosh, uh, he did a podcast back in the day and it was just him just talking and he was like, dude, those things are fucking hard. He's like, I well, I, I guess it was hard for him cause since he was riding solo, mm. you know? Had nobody to about. He was just him uh, talking. And I was like, "So maybe, you know, I could see that being a problem, you know." But uh, you know, it was always about, you know, let's. Um, oh, hold on, f- turn my phone off. There, sorry. <laughs> That's okay.
2: Man. I just realized I looked at my board. I had my Bluetooth. My Bluetooth connects directly to my phone, and yeah. I had pulled up Instagram, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I hope nothing plays on here, like an ad or some crazy shit, you know. Um, so yeah. I had to fucking. Jack a slider down but now I can imagine it's difficult like I know that like when I do the wrestling hour like I feel weird not having a dynamic it's not that I can't talk by myself or like necessarily talk to myself but it's a lot easier to do programs and shows when you're with somebody you know like having yeah. a panel or or like this like this is just easier for me because it's not just me trying to figure out how I'm going to fill the whole fucking hour um yeah You know, like guys like Solo Monster, you know, he does it really well. Uh, Duke Bennett does it really well, but it's like for me, like I, you know, I'd rather have somebody to kind of bounce ideas off of, but.
1: Um, you know, guys like Colt Cabana will always do like that, that cold open Mm -hmm. where I want to like his, his usual open and then like his opening monologue, kind of like a talk show, but then he would have a guest. Right. Yeah. I can't imagine just you know having to do that that cold open every week well especially like if say you're not doing anything you're like all right well I got the mail uh <laughs> uh did some food shopping uh you know just mm-hmm. you, know, you know especially now that i'm at the point in my career where i'm taking i'm purposely taking less and less bookings you know i i mean i i could wrestle every week but my body's just not, I'm 49. My body just not heal the way it used to. And, uh, you know, if it's something really cool, I'll fucking do it. But yeah. like I'll do more autograph shows and conventions and shit like that. Just because it, Hey, it hurts less. Uh, and there's that, that there's a, a certain anxiety that comes from doing shows too. You know, uh, you know, uh, it's the whole, all right, let me make sure I make my flight. Let me. First of all, let me make sure I go to bed early. Let me make sure I don't oversleep. Let me make sure I get to the airport on time. Let me make sure my flight takes off. Let me make sure uh, you know somebody's there to pick me up. uh, Then you do the show, and then you know. Oh, hopefully my luggage comes right. Uh, Yeah, and then you do the show, and then you're you're on last, and then you know, you go back to a hotel and, you know, okay, it's, you know, okay, now let me, you know, make sure I get up early for my flight home. Hopefully I can get my flight home. Right. Like, oh yeah, just like, it's so, you know, eh. (laughs) it doesn't Uh, sound delightful. It doesn't sound fun. I I love wrestling. I love it. But like, sometimes it's just the travel could be the travel will be a turnoff, and you know, like I said, I'm getting a little bit older. Yeah, not healing up like I used to. But like you know, I, I'd rather you know, in some cases, I'd rather you know, drive to. I got that uh, uh squared circle wrestling expo in Indianapolis, mm. uh, in April, and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna fuck a drive out. Just uh, you know, step by me a uh, plane ticket, just take care of my rental car, and I'll drive out. Yeah cuz i i did a show maybe before the pandemic yeah before the pandemic in ohio and it was it just turned me it, like it was a good the show was a good experience but the whole travel thing was such a fucking turn off that i was just like i, I i'll just drive from now on cuz like i I, was, I i had to uh, fly from philly to cincinnati
0: hmm.
1: for this one show uh, then drive an hour back East to this town, which was like on the, uh, Ohio, West Virginia border. Oh, wow. And I was so mad. I was like, cause it was like, it was right near where the whole Mothman prophecy thing happened where the Mothman, like the city where the Mothman used to appear and they got a statue to it and all this stuff. I yeah. was like. I was about to say, dude, take me there. I feel like I I found (laughs) out afterwards, you know, after the trip. So you you go, you wrestle, tagged with Nova. It was fun. So we're, we get there, we go to a hotel that I don't, I'm not even getting to use. I I stayed in there for like two hours to take a nap, go to the show, wrestle, and then they have uh, one of the, the guys who was on the show drive me an hour and a well, an hour drive turned into an hour and a half because it was in the rain back to Cincinnati, and then the whole time I'm getting email alerts that my flight in the morning's canceled. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ! So I'm calling the promoter. I was like, "Hey, man, uh, it says my flight's canceled. All right, we're trying to rebook it. They rebook it. That flight gets canceled. Oh, God, what time of years was this? Oh my God, I, I forget. I, this is <clears throat> this is like three years ago, four years ago, mm. and then um. Get to the hotel, go to the airport, I make it from Cincy to Chicago. And then uh, Chicago, I've, i supposed to be home at noon. I didn't get home until like midnight. I was like, a, I was supposed to leave, you know, Cincy at uh, like seven, get to Chicago, leave Chicago, at like, you know, uh, 1030, and get into Philly at noon. Mm. I'm like oh, I got play I got a whole day I could just you know get shit done. Yeah. I sat in, in, in Chicago's airport for like 8 hours. Oh my god. For, for wind which I'm like yeah whatever. For wind, wind. in Chicago? Yeah. Uh, it's half times so a half time half the time I they blame weather but I know they're fucking purposely overbooking flights. For the, sure. Airport. For sure. Yeah. And then just, you know, it's cheaper just to, you know, rebook people on other flights and fill them in. And, you know, it's, it's a big fucking work. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's shit like that. It's just like, man, the guy who booked me for that show, I was like, dude, from now on, I'm just going to fucking drive. Yeah. And uh, so cover my rental car. And like the next time I worked for him was I did a, like a three show loop in Virginia, West Virginia, and uh, drove and that was fine. Mm-hmm. And he just, my car, hotel, a lot of stuff and drove and, you know, I get to listen to what I want to listen to on the radio. I get to, you know, stop, stretch, maybe get something to eat, you know, just, and and look around, you know, on the plane, you know, I'm usually the middle seat. I'm usually you know, elbows tucked in, you know, some, yep. you know, fucking
2: your hot dog in the whole ride, dude, I fucking hate riding in the middle seat on an airplane.
1: Yep. fucking yep. sucks biggest fucking rib ever no
2: so I've, uh, I've only been to west virginia one time and when we lived in pittsburgh it was you know we went to the christmas story house which i think was in cleveland at the time mm-hmm. and we drove through west virginia and it was just like there was some guy who had like this i have a photo of it like these signs on this motel that were talking about how corrupt the west virginian government was and it was like Please just get me out of here. <laughs> I don't want to be here right now. Get me out of this place in, in in West Virginia, but it was cold. Like I remember it was like it got like the temperature dropped like 30 degrees cuz it was a really nice day and as we're driving it just like drops and drops and then we got caught in a snowstorm coming back from Cleveland into Pittsburgh cuz fucking of course we did. And it yeah. was just like this is the shit, man. I don't wanna, <laughs> I don't want to drive through this again. So that's why I was like is it was it in the winter time because that wouldn't surprise me that they booked you yeah. and then the flights are the shits, but, um, no, I mean wrestling, like I'm, I'm sure wrestling is cool. Like I, I, have never done it. Like I, I'm sure I would enjoy it though. Um, I just mean the travel is probably nothing about that sounds enjoying or enjoyable. Um, has there, was there ever a time like before you getting into the ring recently or like within the past couple of years where you're like anxious or nervous about getting in the ring or is it just um, like,
1: that's always really, just, I'm all, yeah, and then once I get through the curtain, I'm fine. It's just the fucking waiting dude. Yeah. Go out and do it, you know, and, uh, yeah. You know, if you want you know, if you, if you want me to be happy, <laughs> put me on like before intermission because my, I, I, it's just a, it's not like a performance anxiety. It's just a general anxiety of, or butterflies of being like, hey, you know, uh, I want to do good, right. you know, the, you know, these, these, these people, these fans have made a commitment to come out and spend money and leave their house to come watch you perform. You want to be entertaining and you want to do, you know, you want to have fun. You want to do good. And, uh, maybe that's the, you know, well, that's, you know, that puts a big pressure on me, you know? Yeah. So I always want to, I still always go out there with the the thought in my mind that I want to do good. I want to entertain so just the whole, just, just the fucking buildup. It's yeah. like, oh, fucking kills me. And people think they're, you know, uh, you know, paying respects by having me on later in the show. You could put me on third. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I always joke that like, put me on intermission. I'll, uh, bump out of the ring and just land right over at my merchandise table. So I ended up, um, <laughs>
2: Make it easy for me. Just set it up right in the corner there. That way, I can just roll. I can just walk right over, sell the hallway it will be fine.
1: That's another thing, you know. Like if I'm on a show, I don't want to be seen until I come through the curtain, right? Yeah. That kind of I don't want to kill the pop, yeah, so to speak. It's kind of like uh Big Daddy when uh, yeah, he uh, dude walks in the room and they go surprise. Oh, it's only so. so. We wasted the good happy birthday or the, we wasted, wasted the a good, good th-
2: surprise on you.
1: Yeah. So, like, people come in and they see me. It's like, uh, you know, you know, if they see me at intermission and then I come out for my match seventh, the pop might be like, hey. But if they don't see me, like, if I come out third and they hadn't seen me yet, the pop's a little bit bigger. So, right. you know, just different ways to look at it, you know. But uh, yeah, I love doing shows. I, I don't want to sound like I'm ungrateful or. Oh, no. Or a diva or whatever. It's like, there's just certain things I could just do without. And it's just like when you're 20 years old and you, you don't know better and you're just trying to go everywhere, you know, it, it's awesome, you know, just to uh, experience new things. But, you know, 49 and you kind of know what to expect when you get to these shows and you hope they're, uh, you hope it's a good promotion. But, um, yeah, it's just uh, it's just interesting, you know, this yeah. the this, this stuff you have to go through and the, the, the travel and all that stuff. So I don't know.
2: It sounds like a nightmare the the traveling part. Like again, it's just I know recently just with as bad as as flights have been, you know, everybody canceling, and there's that whole issue with Southwest now again. And
0: yeah, man, I would yeah. just
2: I would I would do this if I were you. I would I, I maybe even in the beginning of my career I'd be like, look, you know, unless I got to go to fucking Canada, like just just get me a rental car, you know, or. Get me a rental car to like, I don't know, Cincinnati and I'll fly out of there or, you know what I mean? Like maybe halfway something. I don't know. Like I just, I can't imagine I'd be, I'd be too thrilled with that. But, um, I wanted to mention though, we're talking about some, you know, podcasting earlier. You just did a, uh, uh, an appearance on uh, our friends at ad free shows. I want to make sure we plug that. Uh, you were on with in depth today. Is that right? That episode came out today.
1: Uh, I, I'm not sure if it came out today. Uh, uh it did, I wasn't tagged yet, but, uh, our boy, our buddy, uh, Dominic, uh, D'Angelo, um, uh, had, had me on, uh, in depth and, uh, it was a really good conversation, um, uh, hopefully it comes out. Uh, if it hasn't come out, we'll plug it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I know it's, well, it's on my, so I'm, I'm a
2: you know subscriber to ad free shows. So I get them early and ad free. Uh, but it's, so it, it posted on my feed today. So maybe it's coming out like in a couple of days or for the subscribers. But if you're an ad free yeah. show subscriber, you can get it right now. Like I have it right here. Uh, I have it in yeah. my queue. I can't wait to listen to it, but it looks like a great topic talking about ECW, which is always a great thing to talk about. Uh, so I'm really yeah. excited to check that. It it's called Rise of ECW. Uh, go ahead and, and subscribe now. I mean, they have a lot of great things too. I love to promote them as much as we can. Shout out to Conrad and the team.
1: Um, no, Con, Look, I love Conrad. He, uh, when I first launched this podcast, he was one of the first guys to retweet. Yeah. The, you know, our information and he didn't have to do We're not officially part of his family, but. You know, he, uh, out of you know, the respect he has for BCW myself and just being a generally a good guy. He's helped me out. He's helped this podcast a lot. And, uh, when he didn't have to, yeah. because technically we're competitors, even though I don't have that fucking mindset, you know, it's like there's room for everybody and room for everything. Yep. But Every, everybody eats in this house and everybody eats at this table,
2: brother. There's I'm not I'm happy that yeah. I'm happy to just be acknowledged, you know, um, uh, I'm happy to just I don't even want to say it like that. Like, it's not a, like an acknowledgement, like, you know, like, oh, just, you know, fucking, you know, make sure you do this or that's just like, wow, he noticed us. You know what I mean? Like he saw that we were doing this and yeah. called us out on his own accord. We didn't ask him for it. And he yeah. still does that Some from time to time. I'll see him like one of my posts or you know, amplify something that I have going on. And it's cool, man. It's yeah. cool to know that that's like, you have that, that backing. So, um, always love that stuff. Dominic's a great guy too. I got a, I got the opportunity to hang out with him in person for the first time. I think it was like 2021 at the MLW show was the first time I met him. And just what, a, what an awesome guy. Just love Dominic. So,
1: um, I feel like a, he's been in town <clears throat> recently and we go to McCusker. and it's like, I've always, I've always had like something going on. Yeah. So it's like, Fuck. sorry I'm, I'm i'm not no selling you Just, um I, I, but eventually I'll, i' will, we'll catch up with him and uh meet up at McCuskers um he's been in town a lot for MLw mm-hmm. normally I've, I've been on a lot of the MLw shows but i I get them not having me the last couple because it's like if i'm uh constantly there it's no longer a surprise kind right. of thing yet. right so i I get it but um yeah, hopefully uh things work out, you know, and I can get it get a chance to go out there.
2: Yeah, well I know um I don't know if they're gonna be doing MLW, but I know the battleground stuff will be at Icon. So don't forget it's coming up, y'all. We'll be there March eighteenth at the ECW Arena, twenty three hundred arena in Philadelphia. Come out and see Meanie and I. I will be there. I will be assisting Meanie with his merchandise and his booth. So come and see us. i we be holding the photos, displaying them. Here you go. Pick your beautiful blue mini photo. Um, now, so definitely come out and check it out. That's always a good time. Um, speaking of always a good time, I know the news just released earlier today. We could talk about this. The uh, the yearly Wrestling Observer Awards were released.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not privy to those, so uh, yes. you can mention them me and I can give you my uh, unadulter oh. uh, my un. A uh, spoiled reaction.
2: Oh, you don't. Even, you
1: didn't even read it today. Amazing!
2: I, I the oh, reaction uh, real time. This is great, y'all.
1: Sir, uh, uh, I well, I saw the one um, Booker of the year. I saw that. Mm,
2: but, yes, wrestler of the year. They have category A and category B. I learned a lot about these awards today. Reading these stories, I had no yeah, idea.
1: Let's, let's for those who don't know this. Let's. Uh, smarten them up, so to speak. So let's don't go into a cold. Just. Right. Yeah. So each year,
2: Wrestling Observer, Dave Meltzer, does, uh, they do the newsletter, does awards for uh, the year. So they do, you know, Best Booker. They do Best Wrestling Organization, Best Wrestler. Uh, and they're usually pretty controversial each year. Uh, and they continue to, I guess it's a good way to put it, right? Um, I That's, would say oh. more so than like the PWI 500. Um, it gets a lot more... Uh, reaction from that as well i know it is voted on by the readers and the subscribers of wrestling observer much like pwi is voted by the you know readers and subscribers of that uh so typically inside of the observer newsletter they have two categories and category a is a set of awards um they are determined by the voters first second and third picks and then category b is all winners that have first place votes so they're the top of the you know top of the level right So they'll nominate people from the United States and Canada. They they, they, like they have the MVP awards for every country that has you know a high level of wrestling. Um, They'll do awards like the box office draw, and they'll do a Bruiser Brody award, and um, all kinds of different stuff. Right? Like it's it's more like it's you know it's it's I would imagine being recognized in any capacity is really cool, Um, especially in this field. I'm sure it's very cool to be recognized. Um, where would you like me to start? Would you like me to start with tag team of the year? Promotion of the year? Any particular, just start Uh, calling.
1: You call call it, man. You you got, here we go.
2: This year's 2022 wrestler of the year. John Moxley from AEW. Uh, most outstanding wrestler will Ospreay tag team of the year. FTR. Best on Interviews, MJF. The Promotion of the Year, AEW. Shock. Yeah, shocking. Uh, Best Weekly TV Show, AEW Dynamite. And Pro Wrestling Match of the Year, Kazuchika. I hope I said that right. Okada versus Will Ospreay in Tokyo on August 18th. Of 2022.
1: You're saying the best match. The whole in the world. Happened in Japan.
2: Correct. Of the entire year. Okada and Osprey in Tokyo.
1: Dave Meltzer. Um, aficionado of all things. Porosal. Or however you fucking say that word. <laughs> uh, picked the match that happened in Japan.
2: The readers of the Wrestling Observer. Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, I mean,
1: yeah, that's yeah. what they tell you. But yeah, they're they're playing to the judge. Yeah, yeah. you know, I don't want to get kicked out of the club. I'll, I'll I'll say Japan. I'll say Japan. Don't kick me out.
2: Don't hurt me, Uncle Dave. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like Moxley, but fucking Roman Reigns has been the man this year. Uh, yes. Year. Yeah. 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 No disrespect to oxley i like them a lot but i Reigns. my reins meanie
2: yes we have breaking news on this program manscaped now sells beard products that's right they are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new beard hedger pro kit from a beard what? Crazy, right? From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shave your signature beard with your look, meaning because you know Blue Meanie's got that sp- specific beard look. Now you can use finally use Manscaped's products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to Manscaped.com and using the promo code Mind for twenty percent off plus free shipping. It's time to tame your mane. No one likes a wide, a, wide, a weird beard, rather. So say goodbye to all your stubble trouble with manscapes pro beard kit meanie tell me about your experience so far with manscapes beard hedger pro kit
1: well if there's anything i'm known for besides blue hair is an amazing beard and uh i've spent years trying to keep it clean keep it fresh and uh when i open up my package from manscaped all those beautiful beard care products it was it was like something I, a dream come true. Something I've been waiting all my professional beard ke, beard care taking life. It is
2: incredible. And that blue beard of yours is going to look great. When we're back at Icons this fall or spring, rather. But even in the fall, it's going to look great when you use uh, Manscaped's Beard Hedger Pro Kit. It all starts with the Beard Hedger. This thing is a juggernaut affixing faces. This cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths, all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. That right. Face grooming doesn't need to be hard. Get 20 different beard lengths with just one guard. Plus, it's waterproof, so you can shave in the shower to avoid all of that hair in the sink, which is disgusting, especially if you're hairy, Like me, the titanium coated T blade is tough on hair, but smooth on your face leading to single stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. And friends, I feel like that's an innuendo somewhere. The Pro kit doesn't end there. They have created the four dermatologist tested formulations for your post trim care. First, there's the beard shampoo and conditioner. You need to remember that all of your hair is different so the beard hair is more coarse and easier to damage than the hair on your head. That's why this kit has made shampoo and conditioner specifically designed to moisturize, reduce ingrown hairs, replace natural oils, and promote beard hair, beard health rather. So when mini is out of the ring, he can wash that beard up and not only does it go from blue to white, it's going to look healthy, natural, and fresh. Next, the kit has Manscaped's beard oil, an essential piece for your man facial accessory. No one wants a guy whose beard is brittle and dry. The oil relieves dryness both on the beard and the skin beneath while adding a little shimmer and shine, making you look extra fine. Cap it off with the Beard Balm, a pomade that shapes, styles, moisturizes, and tames for a sculpted look to attract any fellows or dames, depending on which way you go. The Beard Pro Kit also comes with three free gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress and potentially moonsault off the middle rope. So go get 20% off plus free shipping when using the promo code mind, at manscape.com it's 20% off plus free shipping at manscape.com and use promo code mind, meaning manscape beard hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. And we thank them as always for sponsoring the program. To say that Roman, anyone else, but Roman Reigns is the top star again. I really like Moxley. Um, I'm starting to really kind of warm up on Osprey as well. Uh, let me get, I'm going to pull up here. He's good. He's good. I'm going to pull up here the top 10 list and see where everybody ranked. Uh, let's see here. So from number 10 up, um, Brian Danielson, uh, Julia? Julia, am I saying that right? I'm not even sure who that is, to be honest with you. I know that sounds bad, but. Uh, CM Punk, MJF, Chris Jericho, Sori, which I believe is a, a Japanese wrestler, uh, Okada, Will Ospreay, Roman Reigns, and then John Moxley. Uh, John Moxley beat Roman by almost 1,000 votes.
1: Uh, I don't know. It's just like the Observer has been in business to... Um. Perpetually be on whatever the opposite of um, WWE is. Mm-hmm. I just, um, I just had that thought. I had a thought today. I was like, man, imagine waking up and somebody's sole purpose in the world is to constantly hate the WWE. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. look, I'm not saying you have to like the WWE, but if there's something I don't like, I don't watch it. Right. If there's something that I go, oh, that's horrible. I don't watch it and I don't tell anybody else about how much I hate it and don't watch it. Right. Why? what out of all the things you could be doing, you're spending an hour to, how many, Raw's three hours, SmackDown's two hours, that's five hours. You're spending five hours a week to watch something you know going in you're going to fucking hate. And then you go, yeah, yeah. Watch that thing I hate again today. (laughs) I slam my fucking nuts into the sliding glass door again, even
2: though I hate it and I fucking don't like it. I did it again anyway.
1: Hey, you know, look, I'm unapologetic WWE. I love WWE, but I don't watch everything. There's, there's, there's a time where I'm just like wrestled out. it's just like, that's a big investment to watch three hours on one night, two hours on another night, and then you got you got two hours on Wednesday and that extra hour of AEW on Friday.
2: Yeah. That's a lot. That's eight hours. And, uh, not counting yeah. Impact, not counting Ring of Honor, any of the promotional stuff that they do, anything you catch with MLW. Like, and the folks who watch, you know, New Japan or anything that's over, you know, the Japanese or Mexican rest, like, that's a lot of fucking content.
1: Yeah. That's a lot of content. And, um, to spend seven hours or, you know, five hours on a product you know going in, you hate. Right. It, it, to me, is fucking asinine. It's fucking stupid. But, uh, and it just like a, uh, like it's, it's like, uh, the gimmick of, you know, the Meltzer, Meltzer has been to be, you know, be anti WWE, yeah which is fine. I'm not saying they're perfect. Have they done some shady shit? Sure. Uh, but if you're going to base what you like on something they've done, uh, in, in the business world. You know, throw out your TV, throw out your fucking radio, uh, because eventually somebody you like is going to eventually wind up, or somebody who's produced something you like is probably going to have done some horrible fucking things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I, how much content out there was produced by Harvey Weinstein?
2: Goodwill Hunting, my favorite movie of all time, was produced yeah, so- and financed by Harvey Weinstein.
1: So throw your fucking DVD out Uh and, uh, you know, throw everything out, you know, just like, I'm not saying, you know, WWE is perfect. No. You know, they've done some stuff, but I like the performers there. I like the wrestlers. I like the roster. I like, you know, I like wrestling.
2: (laughs) The only thing worse for me. And to kind of, like, piggyback off of what you're saying is, like, the only thing worse for me than sitting through something that you dislike that immensely, and that, yeah. like, I don't know if vociferously is the right word, but, like, that ingrained into who you are, that you just fucking hate this company. The only thing worse than, like, purposefully sitting there and watching it is then going on Twitter and tweeting about how much you fucking hate it. Yeah. There are a lot of things. I'm sorry. I'm mean going to cut you off. But I'm just thinking, like, I get the, when I get the thought out, there are a lot of things that I dislike about a lot of wrestling promotions. There are, There, not. Everything is great. Not everything is great in WWE and not everything is great in AEW. I know that might be a, a sensitive topic for some people, not right. to be honest about these things, but like this is not, not everything that these guys do is, is laid on a golden road. There, are sure there's performers. I don't necessarily enjoy watching, but I'm, I've never been arrested. I've never wrestled before. I've never been in a ring before. I've touched a rope maybe once or twice, like, just on the outside, but, like, never actually been in the ring. Why the yeah. fuck would I be voting on whoever was the most overrated superstar or overrated wrestler? Like, that's an insult for people who've never been in the ring. They're fucking sitting in behind their keyboard eating Cheetos telling me that Ronda Rousey is the worst fucking wrestler in, in, in any promotion in the world. Like, I am nowhere near qualified to say this kind of stuff. But it drives me insane where it's like, why are you wasting why are you then expensing so much negativity onto your Twitter feed or onto your social media because you don't like it just doesn't make any sense to me?
1: Well, here's here's the thing that's fucking ironic. You hate WWE, you watch it five hours a week, and then you go out and tell the world how much it sucked and how much you hated it, which in turn helps the algorithm to help promote WWE. <laughs> <laughs> right. Brings more eyes to the product, right? It doesn't matter, doesn't matter what you're saying. The fact that you're typing WWE into Twitter, which causes a trend to, to make people go, oh, what's going on in WWE? And the people who might like the thing you hate are now in turn going to watch the thing that you hate right? and help WWE make money. The best, what I'm trying to say is the best sell is the no sell. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't watch it. I don't fucking talk about it. I could do a whole show on shit. I fucking hate, but you know what? That might just turn off people who, but that might turn people off to me because they might love the thing. Right.
2: That I hate that's why we don't do that on this show we don't shit on well, I mean something not all, all the time right. anyone thats justified we do but like it's 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 very rare I feel like on this on this show that we do something like that I'm not, this is not what that what this program is for we could disagree on these lists and we can not talk about these things yeah. but I don't share my opinion on this crap like it's this is this is entertainment this is something that kept me and gave me joy from the time yeah. I was five years old this is something that was a stable influence in my life. That was one of the pillars in my life that I could count on in a very turbulent world. Why would I sit here and waste my time on Twitter talking about, oh, this person fucking sucks and I fucking hate Will Ospreay and I hate Okada and fucking Ronda Rousey. No one gives a shit what I have to say. Watch, if you like it, man, watch it. What I don't like is people being disingenuous about things. Like It's like you can't sit here and talk about how great this one company is and how they're in. It feels like there's certainly a, a, a heavy segment of people in the Twitter sphere who talk about how one company is infallible and they do nothing wrong and all of their creative is just is etched in fucking, you know, 24 karat gold and the other one, you know, is crap and everything they do is shit. Like, I just, I, there's there's a, a, a level of disingenuousness that comes along with that. And it's like, I, I, you know, guys, be real. Like, own your shit, stand in your power and like something. But if you don't like this shit, then don't watch it. I don't know.
1: And you know what's the dumbest uh, award on the Wrestling Observer? Which one's that? The uh, worst promotional tactic.
2: Oh, my God. I know. I know, dude.
1: Well, first. Whatever wins, whatever wins is usually not a promotional tactic at all. It's just. Right. Like a promotional t- tactic would be like the old switching bait. Like, oh, we're going to have. No, you, you'll promote all week. Oh, uh, we're going to have Hulk Hogan on the show. With no intention of having Hulk Hogan on the show. Right, right, right. <laughs> hey, promotional tactic. Uh, running a show in Saudi Arabia is not a promotional tactic. That's just running a show in Saudi Arabia.
2: Do you want to know what this uh, year's was? Oh, please enlighten yeah. me. So it's, uh, well, you, you probably can yeah, guess yeah, which
1: work, 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 work backwards from... Last, uh, the winner,
2: uh, so they didn't even give me the list this year on how many, like, said
1: one. Just usually, one.
2: really. Yeah, let me see if I can find the actual list. Um, let me see. Wrestling Observer, this is to be the only time I google this. Uh, Wrestling for worst promotional tactic 2022, which we're our runner up here. Uh oh, does wrestling purists give us the whole list here? Hold on one sec. Let's see. Oh, they do. Sick. So we'll work our way up once I find it. Paul Heyman was the best non wrestler of the year. Braun Breaker was rookie of the year. Um hey, friend of the show, Ian Rickabani came in third for best television announcer. That's pretty dope. Um let's see. Yeah.
1: I love love me some Ian Ricky Bobby.
2: what a cool fucking guy, man. Genuinely. Like what a, what a cool guy.
1: I feel better about life. After I talked to Gabani.
2: I only, I got to meet him that time. I hope he's back at icons this year. I got to meet him for like, you know, a cup of coffee. I didn't get a selfie with him. So Ian, I promise we're going to take a photo next time I see you. But what, just a happy guy. Just loved fucking talking to him. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Really doing a great job. Uh, Forbidden door was the best major wrestling show of the year. And they ranked the Royal Rumble from 2022 the worst. Um, I don't know what? if I would. Yeah, the 2022 Royal Rumble um, where Lesnar was won. That, that was one Lesnar uh, won. I don't know if I would necessarily call that one the worst uh, pay-per-view of the year. Um, no. Best wrestling maneuver, hidden blade. Here it is. Okay, here we go. Um, most disgusting promotional tactic. Counting down oh. from number five. AEW not punishing CM Punk after the hangman Adam Page call out. What the...
1: F- okay, stop there. What how the, is that a promotional tactic?
2: What the fuck does that even mean? The guy hasn't been on TV since that happened. They stripped him of the fucking title. He's engaged in, in fucking litigation with them. Like, what does that mean?
1: How is that a promotional tactic?
2: Right. What the, How are they using it to promote their fucking company?
1: Where are they going... <laughs> I can't even make it, I can't even think of an example of how that would be a, a like hypothetically, how is not punishing CM Punk a promotional tactic? It doesn't make any fucking sense. A promotional tactic is something you do to promote your company to get people to watch.
2: If they would have used that segment, like here's a good example the elite using the CM Punk fight in their videos to promote the fuck CM Punk chance. That's a promotional tactic. You're sharing it on Twitter. You All know, right. no judgment here. I'm just saying that's a promotional tactic. That would be a promotional thing. Like, that would be maybe the most, the, the worst business move of the year. If you want to couch it that way, sure. That's a, that maybe is a thing. Um, I don't see how that's a promotional tactic. And again, too, yeah. to be clear, they fucking have been punishing CM Punk. Um, Stephanie McMahon's goodbye, to Vince McMahon is number four. Ric Flair's last match is number three. Would that, was it? match even be a promotional tactic, though?
1: How's a match a promotional, t- I mean, technically a match is a promotional tactic because you promote the match to get people to watch it. It would be the worst promotional tactic if it wasn't his last match. Right,
2: yeah. That would make sense.
1: So you're you're saying the third most worst promotional tactic isn't a worst promotional tactic because, as far as we know, that was his last match. That's to the best of our knowledge, that was his last match. Now, if he, you know, if they go his last match part two, <laughs> then that's okay. Then you can go back yeah. and say, well, that one, yeah, yeah. yeah. They
2: were they had some foresight here, yeah. yeah. Now, number two. Saudi Arabia and the WWE relationship. Again, a business venture, business enterprise.
1: Yeah, those Saudi, look, look. Those Saudi shows are just what we call in wrestling sold shows. Mm -hmm. Like like if I had an indie, I go to a, a, this is a much lower level than billionaire Saudis. But like if I, you know, say I was still running shows, I would go to a local high school and be like, what we could do for a fundraiser. Okay. Give me X amount of dollars. I'll run you a show. You can sell the tickets. You keep the concessions. That's a sold show. Uh, Saudi buys these shows. They pay for the town They pay. They pay for everything. The only thing the WWE gets is to air it on TV. Right. It's a sold show. It's not a fucking promotional tactic. Well, what, what, what's what's what, what are we promoting? Besides the, the the show, I mean, but what's the tactic, you know, it's, it's an event.
2: Yeah. It's literally, it's a, it's a sold show. It, are there, okay. So could, and again, we're not going to get into this here. Could there be questions surrounding, you know, the business enterprise? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Fair, fair. But again, like we discussed, there's, you could, you could question everything. We're not going to get to that on the show here. No. But how is that a
1: promote? Okay. They are not reputable people,
2: right? We we understand that there are issues with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Like we're aware of that, we 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 can acknowledge that on the show. Uh, but I I I I don't see how. Again, not a promotional tactic. Here's number one for you. Uh,
1: Wasn't Saudi three?
2: Saudi was two. So it's AEW. Uh, so it's oh. AEW. Not punishing CM Punk. Stephanie McMahon, Stephanie McMahon's goodbye to Vince McMahon on SmackDown.
1: Which isn't a promotional tactic. Right.
2: None of these so far have been promotional tactics. Ric Ric Flair's last match and then WWE's relationship with Saudi Arabia. Here we go. Number one, the most disgusting promotional tactic of 2022, the year of our Lord, Vince McMahon's appearance on television after his sexual misconduct allegations.
1: So what's the promotional tactic? Dave, would you like to enlighten us? Because he came out unannounced. Right. So you're not really promoting. You didn't really promote. Or di- or did did they promote? They kind of did promote he was going to be under. So. But still, it's, how's that a, a promotional tactic? I'm
2: waiting for the answer, Dave. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't
1: make any fucking sense. The worst fucking award. It's not even an award. I mean. Yeah. You know, what do you get? At least with PW, you know, the pro wrestling Year end, for illustrated year end awards, you get a fucking plaque. I mean, what do you get with a Wrestling Observer newsletter year end award? Uh, a paper cut? I don't know. Uh, well, they, 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 I guess he makes physical copies, but
2: so the Look, he's
1: a great historian, but
2: yeah, and he can be respected for that. I mean, he's got a you know, he's got a very deep knowledge of wrestling history, which I feel like rivals Jim Cornette and even maybe Jerry Lawler. But like, bro, you're out of your, you're out of your league here, man. Uh, best gimmick was Sami Zayn, which again, that's, you know, the honorary was a great gimmick, but like bloodline and Roman Reigns is number four on that list behind the acclaimed and Dan Housen. I, like I loved, I think, you know, Dan Housen's great. I love the acclaimed, you know. Scissor Me Daddy Ass is fucking great.
1: They're wonderful, but the best thing in wrestling has been the bloodline and Roman Reigns. Period. And that's not disparaging the other guys. They're they're friends. I love them. But the best thing in wrestling this whole year has been that bloodline storyline, hands down. Yeah. Just the the Tarantino-level layers to that fucking story.
2: Here's a... Here's one for you. Um, best pro wrestling book number four is the rest, okay. the Wrestling Observer Yearbook from 1995 by one Dave Meltzer.
1: For the 2022,
2: that's that was ranked number four for the best pro wrestling book of last
1: year. A book from 95.
2: I guess he released it. Yeah.
1: Oh, it, it, did he release it in 2022? Yeah.
2: But like you're, you know, come on, like you're 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 playing it up here.
1: Get his uh, lower back about sucking his own dick uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking get a rib removed
2: yep he's got he went the Marilyn Manson route um,
1: yeah that's, rib that's rib gonna about. be the
2: that's gonna be the name of the episode how much for just no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how much right. for just one rib yep that's fine perfect there we go and I, I gotta write it down
1: I thought you were gonna put the suck his own dick line <laughs> oh god <laughs>
2: No. We'll get kicked off the network. Now, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, yeah, worst TV show they said was, you know, Monday Night Raw, and the worst promotion is oh. just shocking, WWE. I just, oh, this is crazy. Um, we, I do this to myself every year. I read this stuff, and I'm like, this is just. Listen, if you want to, like, look, it's, you know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Everybody is allowed to have their opinion. You know, Al Snow's got a great clip about, Recently, with uh, what's his name, Sean Oliver, talking about,
1: it's it's it's, it's making the rounds. It's it's yeah. an old, but it's been making the rounds that uh, Dave Meltzer is the greatest worker in the history of the pro wrestling business because he's tricked people who actually work in the wrestling business that his opinion means something. Yes,
2: and everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Like I'm not telling you you can't have your own opinion. There's a lot of people that enjoy, you know, uh, the elite, and they enjoy the acclaimed and they enjoy all these people and there's nothing wrong with any of it but it's just like if you're out here representing yourself as like the end all be all of this and there was a discussion we had last week about Ariel Helwani and the whole thing about you know uh, unbiased journalism and like the unbiased reporting like dave you're you're presenting yourself as a reporter as someone who presents news in the wrestling sphere you have you, you need to take a thousand seats if you're going to say that you're on that you're unbiased because clearly your stuff has it has an agenda but
1: the the 1995 year-end uh book being number four is the worst promotional tactic
2: <laughs> yeah he worked just pal and uh speaking of working us Mr blue if I may be so yes. bold as to refer to you as your first actual given name well I guess it would be your middle name because your first name is actually the and middle name yeah. blue and then so, and in any event, the TBM. <laughs> I have a question for you. Yes. Are you ready to ask me?
1: I would love to. <laughs> it's time to ask, anything. ask me something.
2: Yo, Cause don't forget. Tweet us your questions <laughs> using the hashtag. Ask me. And we will ask them on the show. Shout out to Angel Acevedo who gave us this wonderful clip. Yo, Cause I promise we're working on more, more of those Philly gems for you here. Uh, oh, we still gotta we gotta still gotta post John the Baptist with his BWO. Sure. <laughs> I pulled up at my phone the other day. I was like, fuck, that's great. <laughs> so good. Amazing. <laughs> Mark and Dryden wants to know. I was watching the Asuka and Bianca segment from Monday Night Raw. My opinion is a good start on the road to WrestleMania. How can the hype be kept fresh because of Asuka's limited English? Does she need a mouthpiece?
1: You have a chance to check that out. I have not, but <clears throat> I mean, Oscar's been doing pretty good so far. Yeah, you know, um, I don't know if I want her talking though because that takes the the mystique away. But who is who there in the company do they have? I mean, you know, she reminds me a lot of the great Muda, and you know, great great Muda had Gary Hart, you know. Mm-hmm. What 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 Gary Hart type of character could you have speak for Oscar? You know, so I, there's still ways to work it, and I'm sure we'll see those in the coming weeks. But um, does she need a mouthpiece? Not really. Um, she's been, like I said, she's been doing pr- fairly well. This she's been there for a couple of years now. So uh I under it's a good question. It's nice not, not slighting the question, but nah. I think she's all, I haven't seen I'll have to go back and watch the 2nd I'm a big Oscar fan. Love the new makeup. Yeah. Uh tribute to her Kana character. Um but nah, she's awesome. Big fan. Uh big fan of Bianca too. I'm, the 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 women's division in WWE is fantastic. But uh, does she need a mouthpiece? Mouth, mouth nah, I don't nah there's there's ways to get a point across non-verbally.
2: I was going to say I watched the segment and I thought it was great. I thought that um, I really feel like there's a dynamic now with the new Asuka character with the makeup and the clown look. And, you know, it's like the killer clown, right? It's almost like the anti-doink in a lot of ways. You know, and I don't mean to compare the two, but like there's something that's super cool about seeing, like, a vicious character that's sadistic and, like, no friends. You know what I mean? Like, there's something really cool and and engaging about a character like that. But what, for me, if you're asking my opinion, Mark and Dryden, because I don't know if you are, but if you're asking me my opinion, um, I don't think she needs to say a fucking word. I don't think she needs to say anything because her facial expressions, the language, there's, there's an art to saying something without saying it. And yes. I think with this particular in you know incarnation of Asuka and this character and the way it's going, I don't think she needs to say a fucking word. And honestly, I don't think she needs anybody else to say a fucking word for her. Because and I we, think it's all in her face. Yeah,
1: it we'll would kill the mystique with the new character to yeah. say anything.
2: Unquestionably. So no, I don't I don't think after watching that segment, I think they're playing this perfectly. I think she's a perfect foil to Bianca. And I think at this point, if anybody's going to take the, the, the title from Bianca, it should probably be this version of Asuka. They're going to fucking have a banger at WrestleMania. That's going to be off the charts good. Um, Absolutely. Mark and Dryden's second question. I was watching this week's <laughs> WWE Rivals, the Hulk and Andre episode. Seems like this one was the oldest rivalry episode yet. What 1980s rivalry should be an episode in your guys' opinion?
1: Dude, uh, I haven't po- I haven't posted today, but uh, it's cool he, he, he mentioned that. Today, I, we, we were in uh, Target, and uh, we were walking around. We went, it's amazing you can walk into Target to buy one thing, and, you know, $80 later. Um, <laughs> but we turned a corner to around where, like, the Funko pops, and they sell the vinyl and stuff like that. They had a WrestleMania three, Andre Hogan, Funko Pop. Sick. They're both in the ring. Hold on. Let's see. Here, I'll share with you and the uh the pod squad since we're on Patreon. I was gonna what say, say don't forget to sign up right now at patreon.com slash mind of the meaning you can check it out. Mrs. Meanie uh took I, I bought it, but I had her mm. take a photo I wanna I wanna post it. But check this fucking bad boy out. Oh man, It's so sick.
2: That is so sick, man.
1: Yeah, I had to get it, so uh, it's on my shit shelf.
2: Where'd you say you got that? It at? was it a uh, Walmart, Target, Target? That's right.
1: Yeah, it's like 30, 32 bucks. That's, that's not bad. Yeah, like I said, we wound up spending buying other shit. We probably well, we did need, but we, we you go in for one thing, you end up with two hundred three hundred dollars worth of shit. You are like, how did this happen? But uh. I, I I need to watch that Andre Hogan arrival because seeing the Funko Pop, you know, brought up a lot of memories of going to see WrestleMania three at Close Circuit. Uh, I watched the first three WrestleManias at uh, Resorts Casino Hotel in Atlantic City in their ballroom. They put it up on the big screen. It's amazing, and uh, I saw WrestleMania four and five in person. And uh, the WrestleMania three might've been, nah, nah I was going to say that might've been the last time I went to wrestle with my grandfather, but that that's not true. Um, but, uh, what other eighties rivalry? Hmm. What, what have they done so far? Uh,
2: I think it was, uh, they've done a, that was the oldest one. I think they've done, they haven't done anything in the, in the more golden era time.
1: So I would say flare steamboat, but I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm not, I haven't done a flare steamboat yet one
2: or no, not that I'm aware of. Let me look it a up and see what steamboat. they have. I
1: think Flair steamboat was back to the, at least the seventies. Right. Yeah. At least. Yeah. And then through the eighties and uh, early nineties. Cause I, I got to see a flare steamboat. I went to flare steamboat at, um, it was a pay-per-view in Chicago. Um, mm. spring stampede. Maybe.
2: Yeah, I, I think it, they had, the, well, they had their their trio of matches that was, like, the most critically acclaimed of all time. Now, yeah. But it is the oldest. Like, I'm looking, it's like John Cena and Edge, Triple H and McFoley, WWE versus WCW. Nothing as old as Hogan and Andre. Um, or older, yeah. rather. So, yeah, Steamboat and Flair would be a good choice.
1: And technically, it wasn't a WWE feud, but, or, you know, rivalry, but it was one of wrestling's best rivalries because it goes... I believe it started in the seventies, early eighties, all the way through to the nineties.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you can't say there's been one bad match Mm-mm. in it. And any of them. And the funny thing is Flair said some of their non-televised matches were probably better than the ones they d- did televise. So that's, that's cool. So as far as like a old rivalry, like pre Hogan, Andre, I would have to say Steamboat Flair.
2: Yeah, I would say
1: it could cuz cuz it's an old rival rivalry but still kind of in the uh TV age so to speak. I'm sure you could go even further back, you know, uh if you want to a Luthes one or you know yeah. Fez and Rogers or I don't know. But like as far as like recent but older than Hogan Hogan, Andre, I'd have to go with Flair Steamboat. Those matches were impeccable.
2: I would say right off the top, the first thing that popped in my head was the Mega Powers. I think that would be cool. But I think one thing that like, one thing I wish is like Savage was around to talk about it. You know, like I like, or like the other one I was thinking like Jake Roberts, Randy Savage. Um, I would love to see him and his insight now, you know, like 40 years later, how cool that would have been.
1: Um, and the intensity of the mega powers was talking about storylines too, because yeah. they go back and uh, they show, they, they, there were so many Easter eggs leading up to it. You know, with, you know, uh, putting Hogan on the show, uh, Hogan putting Liz on Randy's shoulder, but it looks like he's grabbing her ass. Yeah. Just like little subtle things that they did along the way to build to that, which now just people turn on each other just for okay you're, you're turning Ty. Yeah. no there's rhyme no, no reason
2: there's no build no. to it there's no build
1: also uh, shame on me for not saying this because I was going to say that Hogan Savage had a personal issue rest in peace Jerry Jarrett man oh uh, yeah Uh I haven't about that yet dude, shame on me um, cause Jerry Jarrett was one of the first promoters that grew up, you know, pre-TV into the TV era and his mindset was wrestling should always have something personal in it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Shamble on Me, He's one of the pioneers of, of wrestling as a promoter, uh, I, I guy started promoting when he was 15 Crazy. promoting, uh, promoting, promoting, you know, spot shows and shit like that. And then, uh, his mother worked in the office. He eventually got into it. And now, you know, Jeff, you know, you know, following his footsteps with being a wrestler promoter, uh, maybe because it was like in between the, it might I'm, I'm thinking maybe because, you know, it happened right after we, released the last episode. So oh, I wasn't sure if I talked about or not, but rest in peace, Jerry Jarrett, you know, just, um, what a shame. I, I've been watching, uh, speaking of ad, sh- ad free shows, the uh, conversations with Conrad. Yeah. They did a two quarter with, uh, Jerry, which they just released on Jeff's YouTube page for, uh, yeah. My world page. Hmm. And they, could they combined it now it's like a three hour video, but just to listen to that man talk about wrestling. And it's, it's, it's like a history lesson. It's like if you can watch, from, you can watch it from a educational purpose of, you know, being in the business or just a history lesson from being a fan. You learn something when Jerry Jarrett talks and, uh, my heart goes out to Jeff Jarrett and, uh, the Jarrett family. But, uh, and talk about a guy that you know. When Vince McMahon respects you enough to possibly take over the company during the steroid trial, in case he goes to prison, the first person he thought of was Jerry Jarrett. Jerry Jarrett had the respect of Vince's father. Right. Uh, Jerry said, "You know, uh, my son's about to you know start doing some things that aren't going to be popular. But if you could just do me a you know do me a favor and be there for him when he needs a friend." Yeah, You know, Vince said that to Jerry. So that, that speaks to the volume of his character. And um, yeah, sh- rest in peace, Jerry Jarrett. And shame on me for not saying it sooner.
2: That was my fault. I should have mentioned that as well. It was on the tip of my <sighs> tongue and I just, we started talking about traveling and I, that was my bad. But yeah, Jerry Jarrett, I mean, a pioneer. Um, really, I think the innovator, like you said, like, like you can't not acknowledge the fact that, that this guy laid the groundwork for yeah. the personal issues inside of wrestling. I mean, I think you, you can't, you can't watch current wrestling the bloodline probably would not be happening if it wasn't for those early tracks from Jerry Jarrett. So, um, well, yeah. a huge loss in the wrestling world and, uh, just a shame where, you know, our thoughts go out to Jeff and the family and, and it's just, it's sad, man. It's just sad to lose another, someone else major in this, in this world. Um, One of our commenters on YouTube, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, JP Ambid, hey, meanie, awesome show, you rule. Unrelated question, but what's the wrestling move you dislike taking the most? Like, no matter how the crowd reacts, it's just not worth it.
1: Oh, man, good question. Um, Off the top of my head, I would probably, and this isn't a slight one who I'm about to say. I'm just saying, from an aspect of, it was a fucking terrifying move to take. And Thank God I only took it maybe two or three times. But the uh, pitbulls super bomb, mm. where uh, pitbull Anthony would sit on the top rope, Gary would pick you up like he's doing an atomic drop, and uh, feed you into Gary. He would, I mean, feed you into Anthony like a power bomb he would stand up and then just jump off the second rope and give you a power bomb. Mm. And that is from an aspect of just, it's one thing to go on the top rope and do a moonsault and do a backflip, but just to be staring at the ceiling the whole time, slowly watching you get up a little bit higher and then watch, feel yourself drift backwards and come to an abrupt halt. Uh, And you know, the, the times I took it, it was like before ECW bought their own ring. It got like a super good, nice bump ring. Mm-hmm. Like those early rings weren't that bad, but like, you know, I, I would always hit the worst part of the ring. Where like maybe there was a board loose or something, and you know, and I'm I'm screaming in pain trying to bend over to tie my shoes. You know, at the end of the night, you know, goddamn. But uh, yeah, the super bomb from the uh, the pit bulls. I love. I love Gary and Anthony, but that that was unnerving, to say the least. Oof.
2: We're here at the final question for the day,
1: our friend. Oh, 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 before the, I know where we're going to. <laughs> uh, I feel your anticipation, but um, there's a re- there's the one, one, there's one episode of Eusebio Hardcore TV where I take the super bomb, and uh, this plays in my head a lot. They pick me up, they feed me in, he stands up, he does the super bomb. And as I hit, you could tell I whacked the back of my head. But like, as I hit somebody, as I hit somebody in the crowd, hit an air horn. And it timed perfectly with myself or I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> I don't know what episode that is, but it's, uh, that, that's, that, visual come across you know the visual and the sound comes across in my thoughts at least once a year
2: (laughs) (laughs) i'd love to see that so if anybody finds that video send it over to it uh so we can tweet it out here all right here we go prime time grape green juice and high tides here we go he actually asked two but i'll ask one this week and we'll save the other one for next week if matt hardy can slap a tornado do you think you'd be able to redirect one away from civilization with a bit of the, <laughs> with a bit of the anus, anus blast after a can of beans
1: and some cabbage. now <laughs> say that again without laughing. Try. <clears throat> if Matt
2: Hardy can slap a tornado, mm, gotta put on my 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 gimmick face here, my sports entertainment face. If Matt Hardy can slap a tornado. Do you think you'd be able to redirect one away from civilization with a bit of the heinous anus blast after a can of beans and some cabbage?
1: Dude, uh, speaking of tornadoes, it's funny. You brought up tornadoes, not that tornadoes are a funny subject, but somebody did, a. I was thinking of a old buddy Landell line, uh, buddy Landell. It might've been in smoky mountain. He said, uh, he, he saw that a, a tornado went through Kentucky and did thousands of dollars of improvements. <laughs> that's terrible, but hilarious. Oh, buddy Landell. Like if you wrote that down in paper, you go, Oh man, that's horrible. But the way buddy Landell would say things, yeah, you could not fucking laugh, but, uh, that's funny. Fucking uh, fucking that Hardy slapping a tornado. That's fucking great. <laughs> Primetime, great. please never yeah. change, man. Please never change yeah. and continue
2: to ask us these questions. The creativity about it, I think, is what gets me. You know, like, he just, yeah. I know I wave. I'm always like, bro, just send us anything, man. It's fucking good. Um, I don't want to know.
1: Yeah. Like, like when, we, when we, we send out the tweets to promote Ask me Anything, I purposely don't read. Like, please use the hashtag because yeah. I won't follow the hashtag. Don't reply directly to me. So I don't want to read the, I want to read the. I want the questions to come to me live or as live as we can be on a recorded show.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, live, Uh, live to tape right here as we're doing it. Like I, I typically, I tend to not really read them or check the hashtag until like maybe a couple minutes before we actually go live, just so I can filter anything that, you know, that's coming through. Man, there's been some that have been fucking great. Uh, This primetime great fella. Uh, You know, we salute you, sir. A tip of the cap to you, sir. And a tip of a cap to you, Blue Mini, Yes. For joining us each and every week on this program. I have, as I said earlier, uh, it's not a gimmick. It's real. I enjoy doing the show with you every week. It's what I look forward to most in my creative endeavors. And I just would like to know, in case the fans want to find us and they want to follow us, Where would they find you? Where's the best place for them to stay up to date on all things blue?
1: If you would like to follow the blue meanie on all forms of social media, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, or the Twitter at Blue Meanie BWO. If you would like to support the Blue Meanie, go to Pro WrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. If you would like to support Mind of Meanie, go to Pro WrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Collar and elbow, the wrestling brand. Go over to Colin Elbow use coupon code meanie or use coupon code mine and save 10%. That's right. You can use coupon code meanie or coupon code mine. Save 10% at Colin Elbow Go over to mad cat beard Get yourself some of the blue spruce beard oil and bomb or beard oil or bomb uh, my boy Josh Thornton is doing an amazing job over there at madcatbeardcare.com. All the proceeds go, go towards taking care of the kitties. He uh, rounds up the feral cats, takes them to the vet, makes sure they're good to go. So if you're a cat lover like myself, go to madcatbeardcare.com. Shout out to my boy Jim Nelson over at glaciersofice.com. Jim made a three of three only handmade custom bwo air jordan one sneaker for stevie nova and myself each pair takes jim about 50 hours per pair Uh, if you want to see some great behind the scenes video or photographs of him making these fantastic shoes go to at goi kicks on all forms of social media that's at goi kicks on all forms of social media Cameo.com slash blue meanie BWO for birthdays, holidays, and well wishes. Uh, Go to cameo.com slash blue meanie BWO. Request a video from the blue guy himself. And uh, let's have some fun over there. Cameo.com slash blue meanie BWO. But more importantly, Mr. Bernard, where can we find you?
2: You're too good to me, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, you can find me on all my handles on social media, Twitter, Instagram uh, TikTok which I rarely use just for the kids and also still on Mastodon at this is Goober yes, it's my handle. No I'm not changing it. it's a brand pal. So follow me there for all of your uh, the goodness and all your Adam needs there. Go ahead and check out my other show Foundation Radio by going to foundationradio.net and all my episodes are there in the archive. Everyone from Robert Costa to Rob Van Dam to Tommy Chung have joined us on the episodes. So, go and check it out right now. Also, go check me out at uh, Premier Streaming Network, uh, The Wrestling Hour. We are up to episode eight right now. I've had uh, Cameron Hawkins back on. We discussed all things main event, Jay Uso, who is, as we know, the real tribal chief. So, you can check out that episode as well. You can check it out at Premier Streaming Network.com. Go sign up today. Brothers Gatter, our friends are currently developing the Adam Barnard Wrestling Buddy, my very first piece
0: Yay! of
2: merchandise anywhere. I'm very excited. Uh, that should be coming out soon. We will have the prototype for you. And you can also check it out right now at our Patreon. You can check out the early photos and the concept art. Uh, you can check it out there. Uh, and you'll be able to also get a uh, Mind of the Meanie 2-pack. You're going to have an Adam and you're going to have a Meanie. So you can go ahead and check that out right now once that goes up at brothersgatter.com. Uh, and buy their Gigi Allen wrestle Buddy right away because that's fucking great. <laughs> Go for it. <clears throat> Nobody fucking knows G.G. Allen. I'll kill him. Go ahead and check out my friends at the 10th Ward Barbershop out there. If you're in the Pittsburgh area, uh, visit my uh, my barber, Kane. I'll be seeing him again in April. Tell him Goober sent you, and you can book your appointment today at 10thwardbarbershop.com. The Feinberg Method. Uh, you can go and check out and work with my trainer, Brad Feinberg, uh, both for physical and mental wellness. You can use promo code Goober and save up to 20% off of your entire purchase Go to thefeinbergmethod.com, prowrestlingtease.com, slash foundationradio, prowrestlingtease.com, slash meaning Keep the lights on at Casa de Mini and at the Barnard Home for Wayward and Troubled Youth. Again, don't forget to check us out on Patreon. You can listen to the show and you can watch us record early and add free patreon.com slash meaning And thank you to our sponsors from Manscaped this week and whoever it is that sponsored us at the beginning of the show and at the end of the show. Uh, so we are always grateful to have you here, Pod Squad. You all are the best, the best group of folks uh, this side of the Mississippi and on the other side too. Uh, and we will be back next week with you uh, for the Blue Meanie. I'm Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip to the mind. Blip, 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 blip. The world order. Of the Peace.
0: This episode of Mind of the Meanie was recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and was engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional production and narration provided by Sam Krebs. Our executive producers are Josh Chernoff, Adam Barnard, and The Blue Meanie. Our opening theme is performed by The Swamp Candles. Our closing theme is performed by Chikara the show contains original music produced by enrichment get additional bonus content by becoming our patron on patreon at patreon.com mind of the and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mind of the this has been a butts Carlton media production in conjunction with the MLW radio network butts Carlton proprietor blip, 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 blue world that was blue Mini's brain out. The world of MLW Radio never stops.